Tuesday morning, and we are back with another episode of West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz. I am joined by my co-host, Matt Pearson. Hey, Dave. Hey, Matt. And all I got to say is this is can only be better than last Friday's episode. <laughs> For so that's, many that's reasons. Just not, that's just not. That's just not good. Now, I got a lot of kind comments uh, from folks, um, and I lovingly told them you're a really good liar. So, <laughs> you know. Whew. Hey, we. Uh, I didn't get my normal nap yesterday. You did not. Was, no. You I look like it, you're dragging. Yeah, I, I did not get my normal yeah. nap. And Auburn didn't didn't finish the game off till after midnight. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. This, that's not a good recipe for, for Matt Pearson on a Saturday, on um, a Sunday. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. You you looked a little rough when you walked in on Sunday. Uh, a little rougher than normal. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, Luke was in a Shakespeare play. Yes. And uh, his, the only time I, all of us could go see it together was yesterday afternoon. You didn't fall asleep uh, during the play? I did not. I'm impressed. I did not. The acting was fantastic. Well, good. Shakespeare's not my jam. No. But the acting was fantastic. Well, good. And, you're and not... I don't mean just, just Luke. Of I was about I think, to say. Of course, I think he's great, but... Uh, Anyway, that's that's why I couldn't couldn't yeah. snooze. And by the time I got home, it was two hours and forty minutes long. Yeah, it's Shakespeare. By, by, yeah, by the time I got home, it was too late to, to take, a, take nap. a nap. Then I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. Anyway, you're here. I hadn't planned to say that until I was reminded of what we talked about yeah. last Friday. You're here. Yeah, that's I'm here. That's important. I'm here, and I've already been to the dentist. Don't have cavities. I mean, Man, you you're off to a rousing start <laughs> for the week. All right. We got a few things coming up we need to let you know about this Sunday, the 10th, from 5 to 7 p.m. We have a family gathering. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. It's going to be food. It's going to be fellowship. It's going to be reflecting and looking forward. Celebratory. And so um, we're going to start in the sanctuary, the worship center. We're going to talk about, you know, things God has done uh, over the last seven years. Celebrate those things, reflect on those things. Matt's got a small challenge. We got some folks who are going to speak, hopefully, share some memories. Got a video. Got a video, and then we're going to go eat. Yep. We're going to go out singing. Yes, singing. We're going to sing and then go eat. Yes. We're going to sing the Hallelujah chorus as we go out to eat. <laughs> bum, 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 so, hallelujah. We got some barbecue coming in. They're going to cater for us. You don't have to do anything but show up, participate. Stuff your face and talk to folks. That's it. That's about it. Yep. Yeah. You know, try not to make too big of a mess. Mm. That's good. Mm. So five to seven this Sunday, no registration required. You just come and we'll have a great time. The other thing coming up in October, Matt, is... Fall Fest. Fall Fest. October the 29th. That's a Friday from 5.30 to 7.30. Going to be exactly what you think it would be. There's going to be trunk or treat. There's going to be games. There's going to be food. There's going to be kids running around in costumes. We're working on getting a balloon man or woman. We need candy. We need lots of candy and we need volunteers. So a couple things you can do Sunday mornings or even during the week. We have boxes set up for you to drop candy off. We need every kind of candy. If you're really adventurous and you'd like to bring an allergy-free candy, love for you to do that. We have a list of that that we can put in your hands. And then we need you to help us. We need folks to bring their cards and decorate. We need folks to help run the games and man the inflatables and possibly serve food if we don't do food trucks. We're working on all that. Um, We need folks to help with registration. We need folks just to be friendly people, greeting folks, and trying to capture information, make connections. So if you're interested in that uh, and want to volunteer westfranklinchurch.com go to the calendar go to um, october 29th the fall fest event and there's a a volunteer registration link right there you can give us your top two options we'll do our best to give you your top option all right matt 
That's a lot. That is. That is a whole lot. And somewhere in there, I had another thought cross my mind of, oh, yeah, we should probably mention that. And then it left. Gone. Gone. Oh, hey, we're shutting down the Fellowship Hall starting the 18th. That's what I meant to say. Don't forget that. So all of our groups have been informed at this point. They should know what's going on. But we just want folks to know, hey, starting the 18th, the Fellowship Hall will be shut down. That's a Monday, correct? That is a Monday. So the Sunday the 17th, last Sunday for groups in the Fellowship Hall. The 18th, we're going to shut it down for two weeks. Our amazing tech team at West Franklin and from the Brentwood campus are coming in, really beginning to transform that room into our worship center. And then on the 31st, it's our first Sunday in the Fellowship Hall doing worship. So it's going to be... Busy month, busy, busy month. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even count you and me and others running to retreats for ministers and other fun things. So y'all be praying for us. We're going to be gassed come uh, November 1st. At least I will be. Yeah. Matt may take a nap. Who knows? Uh, I'll, I'll be taking naps. Yes. Yeah. All right. Matt, mm-hmm. you preached yesterday. I did. But it was I, a shared preaching. It was a shared preaching effort. Uh, once a year we do this where Mike Glenn casts vision for all the campuses and then uh, leaves leaves room and time for the campus pastors to speak specifically to their campus. And so I uh, did that yesterday. And so if you were not here and or not able to see it online, I encourage you to do that just so you can know what's in Mike's head as he's thinking about Brentwood moving forward. And you can hear what's in my head as I think about the next six months to a year. Uh, a couple of things I want to I want to follow up on, Dave, with Mike. He said a lot of good things, I thought. Uh, I, w- I watched it two or three times last week to prepare for my... Sure. And then, uh, of course, I watched it twice yesterday, so I feel like I could say it verbatim. Him. Let's hear it. Um, no. Okay. But one thing he I've heard him say a lot is that COVID didn't break anything when it comes to the church, but COVID did reveal to us what is broken. Mm-hmm. Would love to hear you riff on that, Dave, your thoughts. Do you agree with him? Uh, yeah, I do agree. I mean, we in ministry, those of us who are vocational in ministry, we see a lot mm-hmm. and we know a lot does not work. Change can be a challenge, as we've talked about on previous episodes. So how do we go about changing that which we see that is broken when maybe the average church member, and I hate that word average, but you know, the person yep. who just is here a couple times a week mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. and is comfortable and thinks, oh, this is great. So COVID definitely showed us, not just ministers, but I believe the congregation, mm-hmm. this is not working the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It was already broken. Yep. COVID just sped up the timeline. I think I've heard Mike say before, hey, what we thought was going to take five to 10 years to change, our hand our hand was revealed and forced, yeah. and it's now going to be moving within the next 18 mm-hmm. to 24 months oh, yeah. or sooner. Things that, I, things that I thought would take a lot longer pre-COVID mm-hmm. yeah. happened overnight. Yeah. Like um, live online. I thought we'd get there one day. Yeah. That, Still not my preference. No. It's not, uh, but it it was we were forced. I mean, to you, do that. you made that pretty obvious with the wink at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. It's it was funny in the oh, moment. Yeah. I don't know what the people at home thought, but <laughs> you know, uh, you know, one thing he did say, and and I don't know if you're going to go here because we haven't talked about that. He said it showed us that our our people, not just West Franklin, but the church as a whole, is woefully unprepared to share their faith. And I thought that's telling. Mm-hmm. If we who say we're followers of Jesus cannot share our faith what in the world yeah, yeah. you what, know what are, we, what are we doing yeah i mean uh, it, it's I, it's I, not hard yeah I've, i heard him again i've heard him reference this in, in a lot of different venues a lot of different settings and i know from mike's experience he would that would that would be one of the top things he learned 
is that COVID revealed mm-hmm. we don't know how to do it. COVID also revealed that parents don't know how to disciple their children. Yeah, that was the second thing I was going to um, say. Yeah, that they were they were they were stuck, quote unquote, not being able to take their kids to Sunday school, not being able to take their kids on Wednesday night because they've outsourced uh, the discipleship yeah, of their children. Yeah, exactly, and so that it revealed that. And also, a third thing that Mike has nearly been in tears with over this is that he learned that how would he? I don't I don't want to put words in his mouth, but during the election. Uh, vaccinations, um, mask. mask mandates, the vitriol he saw on social media yeah. from from key leaders in the church, and it just grieved him. That he just he just felt they, these are his words. He actually said this to leadership summit. He said, "I, I just said, God, I failed." Yeah. So I, I bring all that up, Dave, simply because I think he's right. COVID didn't break anything. It revealed what's broken. Definitely. And I would just encourage us as as ministers of the gospel and those that listen to this podcast to evaluate, okay, what did COVID reveal about my heart? Yeah. I touched on that a little bit yesterday when I talked about the renovations. We're not going to be in contemporary space. We're not going to be in traditional space. Right. We're going to be in fellowship hall. Let's let God speak to us. Why are we here? Yeah. And, and, you know, one thought I had yesterday, uh, and maybe I missed it in his his part. I don't know that I heard it in yours either. If we know that we're woefully unprepared, that we've outsourced, that we're, that we're mixing politics with religion, mm-hmm. we, we need to repent. We need to get on our knees and be like, God, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. Please help me. Please show me. Please mm-hmm. lead me. You know, these aren't little things for us to just kind of blow past and push off and be like, it's not that big a deal. We need, if it's, if it's true, and I think it is, Mm -hmm. we need to take time as followers of Jesus to say, God, I have sinned. I have not taken my faith serious enough to want to share it with people. I have not taken raising my children uh, seriously enough to to point them towards you as the spiritual leader, as, Mm -hmm. as mom and dad. And I have allowed politics to become my faith. Oh, those are all big. God, God does. I mean, I'm not God. I can't really speak for him, but he has said, Hey, no, he's made it pretty plain. He has word. He has. Yeah. Those are big. So, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Make sure our people heard mm-hmm. and didn't, didn't miss. The other thing is, again, there's a lot, but I just, this, this thought keeps coming back. I've never heard him put it this way before. And he goes, if God calls you to something new, he will give you the gift that you need in the moment. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of traced Paul's the way he adjusted, if you will, mm-hmm. or matured over time. And the reason I think that's important, one, because I think it's true, but two, I, I, I myself find myself saying, well, that's just not my gift. Sure. That's just not my jam. Sure. That's just not my thing. And yes, we are gifted. We are uniquely called. But if there is something else that you believe God may be calling you to, don't immediately say, well, I don't have that gift. Yeah. Lean into it and say, okay, God, might, might you be calling me to do it and you're going to gift me in it. Yeah. I, that's one of the negative things to spiritual gift assessments in my mind, mm-hmm. even personality assessments. Mm-hmm. We get locked into, well, that piece of paper mm-hmm. told me I'm this, so I can't be anything but. Mm-hmm. And that's not reality. No. I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. I don't think you are either. Nope. I've changed. I've, I've, my giftings have changed. It's fluid. Yeah. And, and, and it's what you said, yeah. what Mike said. Yeah. God's going to give it as I, you need it. I've taken spiritual gift test. We'll probably take more. Taking personality test. We'll mm-hmm. probably take more. But to your point, Dave, I don't even understand myself. Much less a computer is going to understand me in twenty minutes. Sure. Again, there's value to them. Mm-hmm. They're stuff that can be uncovered. Right. But we morph. We change. And don't be married to whatever that computer spit out. Yeah. 10 I tried, years ago. I tried to look at those as little snapshots. Yeah. yeah. You know, it rather than a locked in 
final report. Mm-hmm. It's just a little snapshot mm-hmm. of who I am in this season, in this moment, whatever. That's a great way to put it, in this season. And so, yeah. you know, you and I know compassion is not my strong suit. What? Yeah, I mean, compassion and mercy, normally on those kind of tests, I get like zeros. If it was negative number was possible, I'm sure I'd get it. But I can point to time and time again where God has given me the compassion yeah. and the mercy that is necessary in that moment or in that season. Mm-hmm. Am I comfortable? No. No. But do I do it? Yeah. Yes. Well, nobody it, likes to go to a funeral. Yeah. But when you go to a funeral, somehow, some way, yeah, you figure out a way, or God gifts you mm-hmm. with the way to to show show empathy, yeah. show compassion. Yeah. And Mike used evangelism. Well, I'm not I'm not spiritually gifted with evangelism. Well, big whoop. Mm-hmm. You're called to it. Called. He, he said, "You may not have the gift of evangelism, but you're called to be evangelistic." Yes. And I love that. I, I love that. Dis- I mean, because I know people. He said he's got friends. I know people that could share the gospel with a tree, and the yeah. tree would repent and turn to Jesus. That's impressive. I've never had that gift, but it doesn't excuse me. Well, it, it, I shouldn't even look at that that way. I mean, if it's good news, yeah, and Jesus is changing me, it's going to bubble out. Yeah, and that's where I think we get stuck on evangelism. We are always like, I have to have all the right one. Mm-hmm. Just go tell your story. Yeah. How did Jesus? Get into your heart. What does that? What does that meant for you? Last Wednesday night, we sitting around with teenagers around a, a fire pit, and one of the leaders looked at me and just started asking those type questions, mm-hmm. putting me on the spot in front of the teenagers, going, "Hey, help us understand. Why did you choose Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? What has that meant for you since then?" And I'm like, "This is simple. Mm-hmm. It's really not hard." And I got to tell my story. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times we're like, I have to have all these verses, and I have to have this this uh, program memorized. No, mm-hmm. tell your story. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And so, like when we talk about gospel conversations, we're not saying you got to be a theologian through and through. You do have to be a Jesus follower, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to express that. I know with teenagers, we're working on helping them craft their story so they have it where they're not caught off guard and they can they can talk about it with their friends and whoever else they might encounter. But I think that's valuable for all of our people. So listen, when we start talking about gospel conversation training, we're not talking boring theology. We're talking your story. Yep. Next time we offer it, maybe y'all should sign up, get some help figuring out how to tell your story. Maybe so. Maybe that's a little bit guilt, guilt trip. Maybe so. I'm good with that, though. Okay. What else? Let's hit for just a few minutes uh, the the things I, I, yeah. I spoke on for specifically our campus. Time, though. I got to tell you, you walked in Sunday morning going, man, I hope I, I the words are good. I hope I, I speak from a certain heart. You nailed it yesterday oh, from my perspective. Thank you. Thank you. I, I walked out with three words. Melissa didn't get to hear the mm-hmm. sermon because Noah was being Noah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what was it? And I was able to succinctly say it was... These three words, and here's what Matt meant and what he challenged us with. So I thought you did a great job delivering that. that. I'm I'm glad you said that because I wanted to make sure, especially for those in the first service. When I started talking about renovations, I said, ready or not, here they come. Mm -hmm. And what I meant was, this has got to be what we focus on because it's happening. I hope it didn't come out as... If you're not ready, get over it, because okay. that's not what I meant. Okay. And as soon as I said it, I wanted to bring it back. Sure. But if you were in the first service, please hear my heart. Yeah. I was not, well, y'all got to, that, that's not what I was saying at all. It was all. not a get over and, yourself. And, and of course, you know, so many people are so excited about this, yes. but I just want to make it clear that I was saying it's coming. Yeah. For the three so that aren't excited, that's not what that meant. <laughs> right. Uh, but the three words I, I wanted to focus on were focus, facade, and find the areas we're going to focus on. Listeners of this podcast will know this, could say it by heart, but the renovations that are coming, mm-hmm. the next gen area, and of course, groups. Yes. And what I love about that, 
Renovations are a short-term focus, and the other two are long-term focuses. So I, I, think about that. I love yeah. the mix of, yeah. of long-term, yeah. short-term. I didn't even mean to. For the renovations, let's not waste this time. We're in the fellowship hall. Right. Uh, I don't like it. I don't want to be in the fellowship hall, but let's not waste it. Uh, we're going to be there. We're going to be. We're going to worship together, and we're going to um, seek the Lord together. And so let's not waste it. Let's also remember that when the building is complete, it's not just attractional. I do want it to be a pleasing to the eye building, especially right where we live in Williamson County or where this campus is. But I also want to see it as a launching pad. Yeah. I want to see it as an equipping space. We're coming here to learn how to be a disciple of Jesus who makes more disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Next gen, pray for uh, God to send us the person he has for us to help help institute finally and then execute a strategy to build students up in Jesus and engage parents. Engage parents, yes, of course. I think that's definitely part of the part of the strategy and of course groups and I think most of you listening are in a group. If you're not, uh, shame on you. Come talk to me. <laughs> strongly encourage you to be in a group. Uh, some of you listening need to be leading a group and can start your own. Most of y'all need to be leading a group. Let's just be honest. Okay. Let's be let's just be honest. So, we yeah. have so many folks who would be so good. And just a reminder, when we say lead a group, we're not saying you have to be the teacher. You have to be the person who makes sure the group's moving the right way. Yep. All right. I loved all three of those, by the way. I've already mentioned that. Yep. Thank you. Facade, I I feel like we have way too many, especially those that have come in from COVID, that maybe think everything is going as it should. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's a facade. It's not. Right. And just because you attend one or two Sundays a month and, and Sid does not make you an active member of West Franklin... If God hasn't called you to be a part of West Franklin, fine. But if God has called you to be a part of West Franklin, then I believe he is giving you specific gifts and passions and burdens mm-hmm. and a heart that doesn't need to be wasted. Yeah. And and let's let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of folks who are members who are just sitting. Mm-hmm. If you're a member, you have told us, God has said, here's where I'm at. And you, I'm just going to remind you, in Discover, we say... We are a high-expectation church, and if you're one of our members, it's like family, and family has chores, Mm -hmm. has responsibilities. So if you're simply sitting, come on, step up. Come talk. Well, I think you'll find that it's it's fulfilling. It I, is. I think you'll find that it's it's like oh, this is. I don't want to say fun. Well, it can be. It fun. can be fun. This is this is better than just feeling bad that I don't do anything all the time. I'm actually contributing. I almost think folks don't even feel bad. Mm. I think they're just complacent, or they're kind of like you said, they're sitting in a facade that goes, "I'm here. Aren't I doing what I'm supposed to be doing?" Mm-hmm. And yes, worship is definitely something we're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing, but that's not all God calls us to. It's the ultimate call. Mm-hmm. But we have other responsibilities to other believers, but also to the the lost and searching. Mm-hmm. We we have a call to that. I loved how you put it. I, I thought you did enough toe-stepping yesterday to make people uncomfortable, but you didn't move it. And you even, uh, I was in the second service, you even referenced, I'm not going to take this into the guilt territory. And so I thought that was good. Now, we are going to talk about things over the next several weeks. We're in a vision series. We have places we need help. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about those. Yep. But hopefully, as you and Brad and I have talked, not from a motivation of guilt, but a motivation of joining in on what God is doing. Let's, let's see what could happen. Yeah. Step in. I had a gentleman email me yesterday afternoon saying I, I got on the website, couldn't find the needs as I pray. And I'll talk about the challenge in just mm-hmm. a second as we wrap this up. But he said, I, I, I want to I know how to pray. Where, where can I find the needs? And I basically responded and I said, man, I'm so glad you're taking this seriously. That's great to hear. 
I believe God's going to answer your prayer. There's not one spot to find all the needs online, right. Right. but just about every area of our church could use volunteers, yeah. leadership. If you're that kind of person, I need to know specifics where to where to pray. Uh, if you go to westfranklinchurch.com, there should be an opportunities link, and okay. within that, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, within that, I believe there is um, something that says about how to serve, a places to serve. Because I was looking at it the other day, and okay. we have, like you just said, every ministry represented with needs. They're very general. Mm-hmm. We need people in the preschool children's. Mm-hmm. We need people in and the And that's stu- what I responded you back know. with. But anyway, uh, we're, we're going to get a little bit more specific moving forward yes. in the next few next few weeks. The reason I said pray and fast for 21 days is because it's kind of a, the next three Sundays are more vision-focused. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be hitting that. Which leads me to the last thing. It was focus, facade, and find. Find what God is calling us to next. Find what God is calling you to next. And if you see in Acts 13, the way God revealed himself, or God revealed himself when they worshiped, fasted, and listened. Mm-hmm. And so I called us, Dave, to for the next 21 days, starting yesterday, to take five minutes a day alone with the Lord and say, okay, Father, you've called me to West Fra- Church of West Franklin. What are you calling me to next? I believe you've called me here for a reason. What do you have for me next? Yeah. And just listen. Yep. And do that five minutes a day for the next 21 days. And so I think many are in spots they need to be in, and God's going to say, I want you to keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think others are, are maybe in a spot they don't need to be in, and God may say, I'm calling you to a different spot. Others haven't, haven't participated at all, yeah. and God's going to say, here's, here's why I brought you here. Yeah. A lot of them are needs that we, we have that for this thing to function, there may be something new. Yeah, there might be. I want to be open to what God may be doing there. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about that, I believe, a couple episodes ago, maybe. Was it last Friday's? I was taking a nap. It definitely was not last Friday because (laughs) I was trying not to throw things at you. Um, It may have been two Fridays ago or three Fridays ago where we talked about, you know, hey, it may be something that we say, that's a great idea. We're going to pray for you as you do it out in the community. Hey, that's something that's not going to necessarily be ours, but we can get behind with, with some resources or, you know, simply pointing people towards you. And then, hey, that's awesome. That's a West Franklin thing. Let's yeah. get behind it. So we're going to get behind things, mm-hmm. but it takes people being open to what God's telling them first, yep. which means you have to take the time yep. for God to be able to speak into you yep. and hear them. Yeah. So just listen to the Lord. <clears throat> yeah. Let, let him call you. That's that, You mentioned this yesterday, but... There, there are going to be times I say, here are the needs, and it's going to feel like guilt and shame. I don't want to do that. But I wanted to start this whole thing out by saying, let's just listen to the Lord and see what He may be calling you to do. So here's the thing. If you feel guilt and shame over something said or presented, take time, and maybe that's your five minutes. God, is that the Holy Spirit impressing upon me? Holy Spirit, are you speaking to me? That's me I need to respond? Or is that simply a, I'm a, a very empathetic person, mm-hmm. and I feel guilty because Matt has shared a need, and right. I don't necessarily feel great, that way? Great uh, synopsis there. So don't don't just brush off guilt and shame. But also, don't wallow in it. Let God speak to that. It's, I'm glad it, you made that clarification. So I tend to be a people pleaser, so that's why I tend to veer on the far other extreme. Sure, and and you know, we we definitely have needs. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you tell me that's not what I'm called to than to respond to me or you or us as well. You guilted me into this because you, then you're going to quit, and then you're going to feel guilt over quitting. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you come in and you're like, I think this is where God's calling me. Can I give it a try? Or I know this is where God's calling me. How do we make this work? Then you're going to be operating right where God has you and wants you rather than operating outside of that. And that's miserable when you're not where God desires you to be. So who knows? I might be speaking from experience there. Okay. 
It's it's good. It's gonna be therapeutic. It can, not really, but okay. it's uh, you know don't don't send me a bill. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let me let me just let me just close by saying, yeah. hey, if you if you weren't able to listen yesterday in person or online, I would encourage you to go do that. It's just um, once a year we talk we 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 cast vision here from here from Mike, and uh, then I get to share what's what's on my heart regarding our future. Yeah, if you don't know where to find that, you can go to westfranklinchurch.com. There's a watch read tab. You click on that and a drop down will come to sermons. It's the very first one. Uh, Vision Sunday, you can also go to Facebook, you can go to YouTube, search for westfranklinchurch.com or just West Franklin Church, not uh, westfranklinchurch.com. And yeah, you can find it all there. So so it's easy to find. Uh, we also have you may not know this, Matt. You can actually download your sermons as a podcast. Uh, search I did for know that. The Church That's of West how my Franklin. dad does it, yeah. So lots of ways if you missed this past Sunday sermon, or if you're like, I need to go back and be reminded. Mm-hmm. And I think that's valuable. Maybe over the next few weeks, let's go back to those three words. Uh, we're talking for the next three weeks, we're looking at three unique elements of what it is, uh, of who our church mm-hmm. is. And so we're going to really be digging into that. So it's going to be good. We hope you, you uh, will keep on checking in for those things and uh, come worship with us online or in person, uh, preferably in person. But if you're online, we'd love you too. So <laughs> Yes, we do. And Matt will wink at you. So, <laughs> all right. That's a little awkward for Matt to wink at you online. Uh, hey, we're so thrilled that you came and let us be a small part of your day. We hope maybe uh, you walk away with some thoughts, some challenges, some questions. Let us know. How can we uh, be praying for you? How can we walk with you? How can we answer your questions? We'll be back on Friday with another episode of West Franklin Talks.